Hello and welcome back to the Google Workspace Update podcast from Strawberry 7. My name is Adam. And my name is Adam. We're here every week to bring you the latest things happening in the world of Google Workspace. This podcast is available from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Coming up on the show today... We have five updates for you today. I have read ahead and the first few updates are quite minor, so uh, don't expect anything too exciting from those. As Adam said, it must have been a quiet day at Google. Uh, So we have updates for you from Google Sites, Android, Sheets and Slides in one update, Admin and Chat. As always, there is a link in the podcast or the video description to the document that we read from. This document contains relevant links, some pictures, and even some lovely moving graphics showing you some of these features in action. So, let's get to it. On with the show. Right, uh, so we have a couple of little update looks this week, and the very first one is to do with Google Sites. So... Uh, easily duplicate groups and objects in Google Sites. Currently, Google Sites editors can duplicate a section of their site and the duplicated section appears directly below the section it was duplicated from. Google is extending the duplicate feature by enabling you to easily duplicate objects and groups when editing a site. Excellent. Thank you, Adam. Could you say duplicate one more time? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we said before, didn't we, Adam, that Google has basically created copy and paste, haven't they? (laughs) Yes, they have. Um, There is a lovely little graphic to go along with this one. And it's one of those updates. It sounds so simple, but I was still just trying to get my head around. What have they actually done for this update? Because um, what I'm thinking is it's more a lot easier to copy a group. So instead of just copying one image, you may have an image and a text box next to it or something else, whereas you can now more easily copy all of them together as one. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's what they mean by copying the section is you can kind of copy the whole lot. So I think you're absolutely right in what you say there, Adam. Uh, I'm kind of being a bit facetious. This is golden to anybody who's using Google Sites and has quite complex sections and does just want to duplicate it, maybe just change your picture or something like that. So I think this is a very, very useful update, even though it's a very simple one. It's going to be very useful to people in a certain situation. Um, I think you've got a... There's no real information about the rollout phase or anything, but I think there is a link here, isn't there, Adam? Yes, that's right. There is a link to uh, the Google's Help Centre. So if you would like to learn more about adding or editing text and images within Google Sites, there is a link within the document. And because this is a, an update alert, same as the next one, then this will should be uh, fully rolled out by now, um, or if not, very imminent for everybody. Thank you for that extra information, Adam. That's great. And the link there is going to be very useful for people who want to know more about that. Thank you so much, Adam. What have we got next, please? Uh, next up is an Android update. So I, I 
put it as Android, but let's get into it. So you can now um, paste HTML into a document on Android. So um, so once again, we're, we're, we're sticking with the copy and paste theme. So <laughs> in, in continuing Google's mission to, pro to provide a top-class user experience on large screen devices, they're introducing the ability for users to paste copied HTML elements into a document on Android. You can now copy HTML elements to clipboard and paste their elements into a doc, all while maintaining the formatting elements. Okay, I mean, very, very useful for anybody who's working with HTML, any web developers, uh, coders who are, who are using that. I am interested to know what the experience was like before. I did wonder that as well, because as we, we obviously, we're, we're joking, but it is very much copy and paste, and hmm. could, could you not do that before? M maybe the, the key bit of of this is um, the sentence where it says maintaining the formatting elements. Maybe maybe that wasn't an option before. I think you're right. I, I think you've you've got it absolutely right there that it's the formatting that's that they're probably maintaining of when you're working with HTML, you know, there's a lot of tabbing in and or indenting rather of of sort of text and code and things like that. It's very relevant to the layout of the code. So I think it is the formatting is the key thing here that's being maintained on the Android devices. I assume beforehand that used to just be wiped or that used to be uh, not retained when it went across. Again, very, very useful for certain people who are working with Android devices and work with HTML. It, it is quite a simple one, like you say, maintaining the copy and paste thing. But for anybody in that situation who's wanting to do that, I'm sure that's a really, really useful update. Uh, there's no further information on this about sort of rollout phase or anything. But as Adam says, it, it, because it's an update, look, it should be available pretty much straight away. Thank you, Adam. What have we got next, please? So up next, we have an update to Google Sheets and Slides. So revamping the first open experience in Sheets and Slides on Android devices. So in addition to the recent announcement that documents on tablets and foldables will now be in paginated mode upon first open, there will now be more creation-focused experience when first opening the Sheets and Slides apps on Android devices. For example, in the Sheets app, there will be larger tap targets and tapping once exposes the formula bar, tab bar and contextual formatting toolbar. In the Slides app, you will now see the first film strip on the left-hand side and selecting an object exposes the contextual toolbar and an on-screen keyboard. And I've included some lovely graphics, uh, lovely images uh, within our document um, so everybody can um, see what this looks like. Thank you, Adam. These are really nice graphics that show what that uh, looks like. I think this is great. It's a very simple update, again, but... The is one thing that I've always found with using the Sheets app and the Docs app and things like that on these mobile devices. It isn't. It's okay, but there's a lot of things where you think, why can't I just tap into that? Kind of like it says there, when you tap in, it goes straight into the formula bar. That's that's great. That makes much more sense to me as to the way that it works. And it can be quite difficult to work with these documents. One of the things I've always found quite annoying in the mobile apps is let's say you're and I'm talking about iOS here as well not Android let's say you open up Google Docs and you open up a document you have to sort of tap on it to bring up the tools that brings up a pencil you have to then tap on that to then go into edit mode to then be able to sort of edit the document and do something with the document and I've always thought to myself 
Why? Why do you have to do that? Because let's say it's worst case scenario, you open the document and you accidentally type in or you move something, just click undo. It's not a big deal. I don't really know why it opens in sort of like read-only format initially, then you have to sort of tap something to edit it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if they've done that almost as a confirmation that you actually do want to edit it. Because especially uh, if you are, uh, I know this update mentioned larger screen um, Android devices, which we have mentioned quite a few times. But if you are on something, especially like your phone, if you're just scrolling through a document as view only, it could be very easy to accidentally start editing it when that's actually not your intention. You do just want to view it. And I must admit, whenever I've opened um, uh, documents on my phone, generally uh, most of the time the purpose is just to to view that document i'll actually go and edit them uh on a computer Mm. yeah absolutely i i think this is the thing i I guess everybody's got a different opinion on it um for me it's kind of almost the other way around i actually end up editing them on my phone most of the time when i'm opening them but I suppose, for me, I'm always thinking of a universal experience. And when you're opening Google Docs on your computer, you're straight into edit. You don't have to sort of open it and then say, yes, I want to edit this document. And I've always thought it's a bit weird that it isn't like that on mobile. But maybe I'm in the minority. Like you say, maybe most people are in your situation, Adam, if they are actually opening to view it and they don't want to accidentally edit it in a, in a way or something like that. But for this update, for these um, for these devices, I think that makes a lot of sense, some of those examples that you said there. And you've got, there's a link actually, isn't there, that, that shows some of those, some more of those examples, I think, or shows um, some of the changes that Google have made specifically there. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, there are um, a couple of links um, within our document for everybody to view at their leisure. That's great, because those those ones that Adam read out, listeners, is just a couple of examples. So that's that's great. There's a link there with some more some more examples in or some further explanation. Thank you, Adam. Now, we're past the sort of update LUTs, aren't we? These next updates are quite, they're, again, they're quite simple, but they're, they're quite Good, aren't they? We quite like these. Hopefully small but mighty, which uh, we, we love to see. So uh, the first one is uh, an, an admin update, and I am actually a, a fan of this update. I think uh, th- this is definitely going to be very helpful for me and hopefully for many other people as well. So you can now pin links to the top of the navigation bar in the admin console. The left-hand navigation column in the admin console gives admins the ability to quickly browse through and navigate to key pages within the admin console. To further improve this experience, admins can now pin up to five links to the top of the left-hand navigation menu. This is particularly helpful if there are areas of the admin console you navigate to more than others, helping to save clicks and navigate to relevant pages faster. Really love this update. Like you say, a small but mighty update, Adam. Very, very useful for admins. And for any admins listening, the moving graphic that Adam's put into the document here is brilliant. It really shows this feature off very, very well. Because one of the nice things is not only can you pin the items at the at the top level, but you can pin the items at the sub-level as well. So what I mean by that is in the example that they've given here, they've got directory. So when you go into the admin console, on the left-hand side, you've got things like home, dashboard, directory, Chrome browser. But you can click the arrow to expand directory, and then underneath that, you've got like users, groups, target audiences, OUs. 
you can pin those sub areas as well. So you can pin things like users or target groups or anything like that. So it's that's going to be really, really handy for administrators to be able to go in there and go to those sort of sub areas, however far down they are, and pin those at the top for quick access. I really like this. I definitely think I'm going to be using this on the admin console. Something that I'm thinking of straight away is for some of our clients pinning things around the devices like the device yes. management. Yeah. It's the users and browsers section, which is yeah. the, probably the, the, the area that we go into the most whenever we need to, to tweak something. Uh, and sometimes you, you forget where things are. And of course, you could always just search for um, the, the option using the search menu in the admin console, which is usually pretty good. But if there's one uh, area within the admin console that you know that you go to quite frequently, having the option to pin it to the top, I think is it's really, really good. Um, I think all of the admins out there that are using the admin console will find this really, really handy. I did find it a bit curious that you can only pin five links, mm. but maybe that's to try and keep it a bit tidy. You don't, if you're just going to pin 20 things up there, well, then you may as well just navigate to everything where it is anyway, possibly. Um, I also thought, and maybe maybe it won't be such a big issue but it wouldn't necessarily be unheard of when things move around in the admin console will that also remove a pin or will it actually still end up going to the new location yeah i'm guessing that as things move around or get renamed i'm guessing that it will still stay pinned it will just be the new name or go to the new place obviously if it gets completely removed i guess the pin will just disappear i i i would reckon so anyway I completely agree with you that I thought the same thing. I thought, hmm, I wonder why they've limited it to five. But I think, like you've said there, that it's just to keep it a little bit neat. I don't know why they pick five, uh, but maybe there'll be a future update where they'll expand that to a few more. Uh, regardless, lovely update. Very, very useful for admins out there. We'll definitely be using this to pin a couple of things to the top of the uh, admin console. Be very, very useful for us. Uh, thank you very much, Adam. There's a bit about getting started here, although I think it's fairly obvious as to uh, as to what you need to do. Um, and then what's the rollout and availability here? Okay, so to get started for this, uh, for the admins, uh, this feature will be available by default, but you can always visit Google's Help Centre to learn more about pinning pages in their navigation menu. There's a link in our documents for anybody that would like a bit more information about how to do that. But it, it is fairly, um, I, I would say, almost self-explanatory, really. There's there, there's a pin icon next to, if, if you hover your cursor over one of the options, you'll see a pin icon. Just click on the pin icon. And yeah. then it will be pinned. That's uh, for it. The... <laughs> Your explanation's much better than Google's. I understand, Adam. <laughs> for the end users, for the getting started, uh, there is no uh, end user impact at all because this is for the admins. That uh, that would be the ones using the admin console. Uh, rollout pace: there is a rapid release and scheduled release. There is a gradual rollout for this, so potentially up to 15 days for feature visibility, which started on July the 5th. And this update is going to be available to all Google Workspace customers but especially those that have access to the Google Admin Console. Yes, again, they've kind of blanketed everybody, but that won't be personal customers, of course. Uh, thank you, Adam. That is, uh, that's fantastic. What's the next update that we've got here, please? Okay, uh, last update from us this week is to do with Google Chat. So, customize error messages for Google Chat data loss prevention rules are now available in an open beta. For new and existing data protection rules for Google Chat, you can now customize the message shown to users when a message is blocked or intercepted. 
previously, the message would be a standard warning shared for all cases. Now you can provide more context for users, including what they can do to unblock themselves or links to additional resources. This feature is available as an open beta, which means admins can use it without enrolling in a specific beta program. Note that this feature is only available on the web where and mobile users will still continue to see the standard warning. Data loss prevention rules are built into a workspace platform performing checks in real time to help keep employees and their data safe as they go about their work. Beyond enforcement of these rules, creating user awareness is critical in the overall understanding and adoption of safety best practices. Providing a more detailed explanation for why their message has been intercepted or blocked helps users understand how to unblock themselves and more safely accomplish their task. More detailed explanations might include sharing links for more info on safety best practices, how to rework their messages to be more secure, and more. Additionally, if you're using data loss prevention rules to warn users against sharing certain information across chat, you can customize the message to inform your users of the risks before they proceed. And for more information on data loss prevention for Google Chat, you can always refer to Google's Help Center, Google's original announcement, as well as the announcement made at Google's Google Cloud Next 2022. And I've added links to all of those within our document. Thank you, Adam. We talked about this on our previous podcast when Google announced this data loss prevention update uh, in chat. Absolutely brilliant update, really, really great, really helps corporations keep hold, and education environments, keep hold of their data, prevent those data leaks, GDPR compliance, all of that sort of good stuff. And the fact that admins can now customise messages and even direct people towards SOPs, best practice documents, videos, internal company policies, anything like that. I think this update's great. I think it's absolutely brilliant very very useful for admins and very very useful for users as well yes yeah i, I definitely do like this update as well so just to, to summarize in case my my rather lengthy explanation wasn't very clear so i think essentially what is happening here if you're admins or if you're an admin yourself and you've set a rule so users within maybe a certain department cannot share information relating to a, a certain project or something that you have coming up with anybody else maybe that's even within your organization or or externally as well if somebody goes to write a google and say, oh, you'll never guess what, oh, have a look at this image of the upcoming project and send it to somebody else. Instead of just having a blocks message that just says, no, your message can't be sent. Now, you, as an admin, you can customize uh, what the message that they will read does say. So say, oh, no, uh, you're, you're not allowed to share this information because it's top secret. Or you can customize that um, however you like. Spot on, Adam. Yep, I, I completely agree with the explanation that you've given there. I think that would be so useful for people. I'm all for useful error, in inverted quotes, messages um, and, and giving people the correct information. And I think your example there is very, very useful. I also think this is also going to be really helpful for the users as well. So if they're unintentionally sharing trade secrets or, or something along those lines, if they're sending a message and they just, they, they're not quite sure why their message cannot be sent to somebody else, then however the admin has customized this may help uh, elude them as to, to, to why not. 
instead of just thinking, oh, Google Chat's down or there's no internet or whatever excuse they may think is or whatever situation they think is going on, if it is actually because they're um, basically breaking a rule, whether it's intentional or not, this message can help um, shed some light onto that. Yeah. I completely agree with you, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with everything that you've said. And I think that'll be very, very useful for everybody. Like I say, both for the admins and for the uh, end users as well to get to, for admins to be able to get that information out to the end users. I tell you the other thing as well, just thinking about it, it will possibly cut down on support requests back to the admins as well. Because in the example, like you've said there, people may think that their chat isn't working because they're getting a message that just says, your message can't be delivered. They're raising a support case about it. And then support is having to spend time either replying or looking into themselves going, why why can't that message be sent? Because you know what it's like working in support yourself. Sometimes, you know, you don't know, every, you can't remember everything that's going on all the time with every client. And if somebody sends you a message and says, I can't send this chat message, you're not necessarily instantly going to go, ah, yes, that's because you're trying to share details about Project Eclipse to the marketing department. I know in the top, in in my head that that's not allowed as a, as a rule. You don't necessarily know all of those rules. So from from everybody's point of view, I just think this is a lovely, wonderful update and, and really, really going to help people. And I think the explanations that you've given there and the examples you've given there, Adam, are really helpful to the listeners to, to help understand that. Lovely. Yeah, as you say, I think great update, um, helpful for everybody involved, uh, both on the giving and receiving ends. I think this, this will just be, um, yeah, it, it's a good update. Love to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Adam. Can you? I think you've got some information about getting started and sort of roll out here, haven't you? Yes, so for the admins to get started, this feature will be off by default, but it can be customised per rule at the domain, organisational unit, or group level. When creating a rule in step four of that rule is action, and under user message, select customise message, and from there you can customise your message. Uh, I've also added a graphic uh, into our document for everybody to see what that looks like as well. Uh, Admins can also visit Google's Help Centre to learn more about preventing data leaks from chat messages and attachments. And of course, I've added a link uh, within our document for that as well. For the end users, there is no end user action required because this is for the admins to to configure. Uh, Depending on your admin settings, you'll see more detailed information if you're trying to send a Google chat message that meets conditions defined in a data loss prevention rule. And again, uh, I've added an uh, an example image um, for this within the document as well. Uh, For the rollout for this update, uh, rapid release and scheduled release, there is a gradual rollout, so potentially up to 15 days for feature visibility, and that started on July the 6th. This update is going to be available to Google Workspace Enterprise Standard, Enterprise Plus, Education Fundamentals, Education Standard, Education Plus, the Teaching and Learning Upgrade, and Frontline Standard customers. DLP for chat is also available to Cloud Identity Premium users who are also licensed for workspace editions that include Google Chat and Audit and Investigation. And of course, you can always visit Google's Help Center for more information about that. Great. Thank you, Adam. It's really nice to see that they've included a lot of education level uh, workspace additions in there again to really help with those education clients who want to maintain data protection 
and prevent data loss. So for the business, it's quite high end, which makes sense up at the enterprise level. Uh, but it's nice to see that quite a wide range of education clients supported there, even down to education fundamentals. So really great job with supporting the education sector there, Google. Really, really like that. Um, well, thank you so much, Adam. And that's it, everybody. That's everything that you need to know about latest updates happening in the world of Google Workspace. Remember that this podcast is available from your regular podcast provider and also in video format on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash strawberry7. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And we'll be back again next week with more updates. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.